Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheBuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. A segment that needs no intro. So let's get, it's not getting one. Uh, what do you got for us? <laughs> Welcome in. Social Studies. Twitter. You know the deal. Let's start out with the Phoenix Suns. Opportunity to close out the series tonight at Footprint Center. Fill in the blank, please. The Suns will win tonight and close out the series if blank. I think if, if, if they play their their brand of basketball. I mean, I, I don't think it's been overwhelming how well the Suns have played mm-hmm. in, in this series. They're talent level at the top has been overwhelming. I think that's been the overwhelming thing. So uh, yeah. if they just continue to do yeah. what they've what they've done so far, I think they win. Yeah, if they uh, keep their focus and their edge. I like it. Straight to our listener responses from Tad Jones. If the Suns use the crowd and build off of the foot footprint center atmosphere, that place is ready to erupt again like it did two years ago. Brian T. Prescott says the Suns will close it out tonight if the bench has a pulse. We will see. <laughs> Low bar there. Uh, yeah. Wookie says the Suns will close out tonight if Devin Booker continues to play at this level. He is a beast right now, and no man can stop him offensively or defensively. He is going full Hulk mode. Mm. Caleb Gentert says the Suns will close it out tonight if DA plays with a Q Wolf voice, a dark heart. Right. right. And a painted face. Yes. Uh, the spear. <laughs> Corp Shasta says the Suns will close out tonight if Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Fort attend the game. Oh, no. And then Matthew Crooks <laughs> responded to it. Wow. Rest in peace, Cardinals future, if that happens. <laughs> R.I.P. All right. Hey, speaking of the Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon and Monty Awesomefort, our our next question is one that I posted on my personal page yesterday, but we have retweeted it from at Bickley underscore uh, at underscore Murata. If you, Dan and Vince, had a statue built in your honor, where would it be? And why would you have that statue? Uh... It would be um, outside of O'Callaghan's Irish Lounge in River North area of Chicago, Illinois. Enough said. You don't have to explain the reason why. Oh, why would I have to? <laughs> I think it's. I think it speaks for itself. What yeah, mine would be. Mine would be at a sports bar. And it would be for successfully asking for Phoenix teams to be put on the televisions. <laughs> well, they should just put your picture over the television. Honestly. Nobody wants that. The Vince Murata <laughs> Memorial. Oh, oh. Oh, now I'm dead? No. <laughs> well, just honorary, dead honorary. Yeah. That's what I mean. Honorary, not yeah. memorial. Uh, Jared, do you have one? I feel like this is something that would come oh. easily to you. <laughs> Which buffet are we uh, putting the statue in front of? That's really the question. They could put it in the, in the, they could build it over the rubble of sweet tomatoes. <laughs> Where used to dominate that oh, buffet. Man. Yeah. Sad times. I I put my answer uh, threaded below the original tweet in front of the Cave Creek Barrows Pizza for yeah. childhood Sarah and the damage that the Cazell family did there. <laughs> Maybe Banditos and Rocky Point. That's where my statue might belong. Yo, that might be there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That statue would involve a guitar. Yeah. yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Getting to some of our listener responses. Their statues. Rachel H. says hers would be outside of the Dairy Queen corporate office for her lifetime commitment to their ice cream cakes. 
<laughs> Amazing. That's excellent. Uh, Josh Game Show would be outside of the QT gas station. We all know how good that snacking is. He says his statue would be for being the highest spender on non-gas-related items. Brad Ludlam. The statue would go in his kitchen. World's messiest cook. Nope. I can use every pot and pan in the house to prepare one meal. Just ask my wife. All right. He might be the messiest. He's got me beat there. I'm just the world's worst cook. World's worst? I'm the worst. You sure? I am. I might be the worst. The worst. No, I might be the you worst. You should go on that Food Network show. Oh, no. yeah. Worst cooks in America. I don't know if you'd win anything, but you'd be on TV. The, the really weird part about it is I can watch cooking shows or anything on Food Network and be like just so tantalized and how great it looks and how, how much fun cooking looks. And then when I'm faced with it, I'm like, this stinks. <laughs> Someone make this for me. Just yeah. eat it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it edible? That's my goal. Fair enough. Uh, two more responses from our listeners. Their statues, Jose Nunoz, would go in Houston, Texas for crashing the most quinceañeras as a teen and stealing oh liquor bottles from the oh host boy. families. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> I didn't know there was liquor at a quinceañera. I oh, guess that makes sure. sense for the adults. Not for the kids. Yeah, there's liquor at bar mitzvahs. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And then Patrick Breen, his statue says, well, I don't know where it would go, but I know nobody would be allowed to come see it or honor me. They should be working. <laughs> 24 8 465 breathe football pee play calls and snort lines of blitz packages no one is allowed to visit me to honor this statue well done well done well done patrick breen all right next question fun music facts we opened up the show with a fun music fact, uh, courtesy of you, Vince Morata. No idea that uh, that Amazon commercial, that was Queen on the commercial. No yeah, idea. Yeah, I had no idea either. I, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think to make that connection. So we're asking our listeners for their fun music facts. But Bick, I assume you're full of oh, fun I've, music facts. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely full of it. You're full of He's it for armed sure. and ready. Yeah, I know, but let's, let, we'll, we'll double back. I don't want to hog this. So right. let's, I want to hear listeners Benjamin and others. Peterson wrote this one in. Joe Satriani, one of my all-time favorite guitarists, not only was the guitar teacher of Kirk Hammett from Metallica, he also wrote the Power Rangers theme song. Did you uh, know this, Bick? I didn't. Joe Satriani did? I did not know yeah. that. Wow. I did not no know that either. It freaking rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right. BTH wrote in, this is dark if true. I didn't have time to fact check any of this for the record. BTH writes in, Aerosmith turned down renting the plane that crashed and killed three members of Leonard Skinner. Did wow. we know this? I did not know that. Okay. This is a fun one, a little lighter, from Wookie. Before his stardom, Alice Cooper appeared on the Wallace and Ladmo show here in Phoenix. He played with his band, The Spiders. This was in the early 70s. Years later, he ended up receiving a Ladmo bag on the show's 35th anniversary special. And there's actually a screenshot of Alice Cooper getting the Ladmo bag. Yes, yes. And he's looking inside it and just so much joy on his face. As a Phoenix kid, I never got a Ladmo bag. Oh, and I'll never get over it. My dad did. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, I don't know how long ago. Probably a while ago. And then Cheese Doodle Dad writes in, Brian May, the lead guitarist from Queen, taking this full circle. He's also an astrophysicist, and he was knighted in March. 
I did not know this. Didn't wow. we learn that in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Wasn't that part of the, the lead up to the, the formation of the band? <laughs> I don't remember. Here's one that I never knew, and this blew me away, too. Uh, Burrow said, uh, do you know Shel Silverstein, the, the children's poet? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Co-wrote A Boy Named Sue with Johnny Cash. And He's it's the true. guy that wrote The Giving Tree? Yeah. Yes. That famous, yeah, famous book. Yes. Heartbreaking book. Oh, it's Where yeah. the Sidewalk Ends? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Shel wow, who knew? Some we interesting fun facts. Keep them coming. Yes. Yeah. On Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Thanks, as always, for everyone who participates in social studies, even when Twitter is down for half of the morning. We appreciate you. There you go. Did you know this? Elon says, last train to Clarksville by the monkeys was a protest song. What? Didn't know that one either. Holy cow. We are all smarter today. This is good stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thanks Thank for you. everybody who chimed in on social studies every morning at uh, 9 o'clock. And all the time on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 6 620 right now. Coming up next, we will talk NBA playoffs with the one and only Tim Ring. Joining us in studio yeah. for not one, but two segments. Next, it's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers. Now, it's a good feeling, but you know, we just have to do it. That's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I think we are in this situation before versus them, and they came out in game five and beat us last time that happened. So, you know, just coming in with, you know, awareness ready to go from the beginning and, you know, just protect home court like we've been seeing all series. Devin Booker of the Suns practiced yesterday looking at uh, game five tonight, a closeout opportunity for Booker and the Suns, something they have not done as a group, close out a series at home. That possibility exists tonight, of course, you can hear it all here on the Arizona Sports app in 98.7, beginning with extended pregame coverage at 6 o'clock, hosted by our next guest, who joined us in studio again. Tim Ring, what is up? What is up, the, the ringer. ringer? Good to be with you. <laughs> Always good to make the trek in. Let us just do two consecutive segments. Welcome to the jungle. Triple Roams. <laughs> what is up? What is up? The very famous triangle table. <laughs> All right, that's enough. We don't know enough. We don't. We don't know enough people to have a round table or a square table. Right. So it's uh, a triangle. So just table. a triangle. We're a tripod, the three of us. Yes. We are a tripod. One leg disappears, the whole thing falls over. Um, tonight, is it, in your belief, is this the night of closeout? It should be. I mean, right, guys? I mean, it's time for the Clippers to go home. And yeah. I, I credit L.A. for, for battling uh, the Suns in games three and four. But l- let's be honest. This, this series lost much of its competitive teeth when Kawhi Leonard started showing up in street clothes mm-hmm. for these games. No excuse for the Suns not to, you know, obviously win the series, of course, but finish them off in, in five games uh, tonight at home. There, if, 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 if the series does not end tonight, something uh, went terribly wrong, and as much as I think the Clippers still have enough firepower to give the Suns problems, if the Suns don't win this game tonight, that's on the Suns. That means the Suns did not bring the, the requisite uh, demeanor, disposition, fire, intensity uh, to close out a basketball game, and that will be highly disappointing because you don't obviously want to give this team any life going home. As Jared said earlier this morning, you know, you lose a game five down three one; those can turn quickly into a game seven before mm-hmm. you know it. And I'll, the, the the prospect of Kawhi Leonard potentially coming back for a game six or game seven, as long as that's on the table too, that that gives you pause to say, hey, you know, let's let's go out that. there and absolutely close 
lose. It's time for these guys to go home. Yeah, tonight. and we've been saying that through you know four games of this series is why can't, what, what it's like that uh, that that scene from the Austin Powers movie. Why won't you die? <laughs> they just keep coming back and keep hanging around. I believe Tim that this could be a best of forty seven series, and we would not see Kawhi Leonard the rest of the way. But that's just me. Probably right. But until he's until he's ruled out for the series, I'm going to just at least have have the somewhat faint belief that he could come Willis reading into the into the game. Uh, and if you're the Suns, you should think that way, right? Yeah. You and, and and maybe that's not the the most prominent thing on your mind. Uh, the most prominent thing on your mind is going out and bringing your A game tonight and taking it to him. And listen, like like any other team. That's that's on the ropes like the Clippers are. They will probably have a moment or two tonight when they throw their best roundhouse right at the Suns, and they and they make their best concerted effort to try to steal a victory. The Suns need to answer that bell, knock them back on their heels, and they'll probably die quietly. Mm-hmm. And if that can happen tonight, the Suns are going to advance. I don't see any way the Clippers can win this game unless they collectively are extremely hot from beyond the arc. Because we saw Russell Russell Westbrook individually uh, decimating the Suns' interior defense isn't enough to get a victory. Shouldn't be enough to get a victory tonight. So if Russell Westbrook does that, but that's also coupled with Terrence Mann and Eric Gordon and Marcus Morris and Bones Highland all shooting a remarkably high percentage from three-point range, that would at least give the Clippers a pretty much a a puncher's chance. But the Suns can't let that happen. No. Well, yeah. What what you can allow happen, in my opinion, is if Clippers are hanging around with about seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and it's a three point game or a two point game. All that negative juju that's in that building from squandered opportunities, from unfulfilled expectations, Turns all that, that tense energy, uh, exactly. Yeah. All that stuff gets drudged up. At, we don't, I don't want any part of that. Well, yeah, you start getting a little tight, in, yeah. in that, because obviously everybody knows that this is a game the Sun should. <laughs> Win, they will win if they do what it takes. You need know, to let this team hang around till the final five minutes. Then, if it becomes a 50 50 game, then it's just that it's a 50 50 game, and you don't want to put yourself in that position. No, I expect the Clippers at some point, like I said, first quarter, second quarter, maybe early third, to, to, to give it uh, you know their best concerted effort, their best shot to try to steal this game tonight. And the Suns have to answer that challenge. And I, I see no reason why it'd be nice to get two great shooting games back to back from Chris Paul. We'll see if that yeah. happens tonight. Uh, maybe with the extra day of rest, that will help. Uh, but with the way Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are playing right now, I, I fully expect the Suns to to end this series tonight. And it would be highly disappointed, and I don't think I'm alone in saying that. It would be highly disappointing if the Suns cannot close this, this sucker out here tonight. To your point on Russell Westbrook and how it relates to the three-point shooting for the Clippers, you know, part of me, in watching Game 4 especially, Russell Westbrook had 12 layups of his of his 17 baskets. He was getting to the rim at will. He didn't shoot a free throw. And as much as that frustrated me on how the Suns defended or didn't defend Russell Westbrook, I think there's a lot of design in that because I don't think Tim that the Suns want to empower the perimeter players for the Clippers to get hot. And we know yeah, there's so much talk in today's NBA, the two versus the three. I think that's somewhat by design. Now, Russell Westbrook himself hit three three-pointers, but the three-point shot has not been as big of an arsenal as I think we maybe expected it to be from the Clippers in this series. No, I think Norm Powell obviously went off a little bit in Game 3 with the 42 points, but you look at you know Marquise, uh, Marcus Morris was, was uh, put into the starting lineup, obviously, because you know Batum is not 
giving them anything. I mean, I'm talking nothing, like goose egg after goose egg yeah. in this starting lineup. But Highland and Morris want to combine two for 13 from beyond the arc. So even when those guys get looks uh, in game four, they were not knocking them down. But Vinny, yeah, you, you, you could be on to something. I mean, listen, we'll let Russ get his. We'll let him drive the paint without a double or sending guys in or collapsing in the paint defensively because we're not just going to let Eric Gordon and Terrence Mann and Norm Powell sit out there uh-huh. uncontestedly and, and shoot three-pointers because that's how the Clippers can can win a game and, and, and keep keep themselves uh, in the series. Clippers only went to the free-throw line ten times, guys. I mean, the differential in the last two yeah. games, the two games in L.A. has been uh, an eye-popping differential in free-throws. Now, the, the 46, the Sun shot in game three, it was a little skewed because the Clippers went into the bonus with about eight minutes to go in the third quarter. The Suns had that parade to the free-throw line. They shot 20 free-throws in the third quarter alone of Game 3. Now, one could make the case, well, listen, the refs were still blowing the whistle. But again, any, the, the way the Clippers were extending their defense in that Game 3, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, once you go into the bonus, any hand-checking foul or any blocking foul anywhere on the court is going to send the Suns to the free-throw line. But yeah, that disparity has been eye-popping. Uh, in those uh, those games in L.A. And also the Suns are really dominating on the glass, too. I mean, they out-rebounded them, what, by, by 16 or 17 in Game 4? Uh, so the Suns are doing all the little things to uh, you know take this 3-1 series lead, and I expect uh, for that to continue tonight, guys. Yeah, Tim Ring will uh, host the extended pregame coverage that starts at 6 tonight, but he's going to stick around for another segment as we uh, continue to break down Suns Clippers Game 5 here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's head to ArizonaSports.com for a look at our daily poll question. Hey, Tim Ring, I'm talking now. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> How concerned are you guys about the lack of scoring from the Phoenix Suns bench? Four options for you to vote on. I am very concerned about the lack of scoring from the Suns bench. It will keep the team from winning a title. I'm a little bit concerned, but I still think the Suns will beat the Clippers. Campaign is probable. The Suns are just fine or not at all concerned. The core four will take them all the way. I'm I'm not concerned because I don't think that I don't think the bench is underperforming. The bench is the bench. It's flawed. It's not deep. It is what it is. Well, compared to what they did in the regular season, it is underperforming. Okay. And I know it's different. Of those choices, two is the is the most accurate choice. A little, a little. concerned. Okay. But still think they'll beat LA. Uh, I'm a little I'm more more than a little concerned, but that's the choice. The idea there. that guys, bench guys performed in the regular season, of course they did. It's the regular season. It's not the playoffs. Guys don't care. Okay. It'd be nice, if you, it'd be nice, if, it'd be nice if you had somebody off the bench that on any given night could give you 20. That's it, Like Dan says, it is what it is. That ain't happening. No. But as Brian Windhorst eloquently said, not every team has Kevin Durant and Devin that's Booker right. either. That's right. That's so it's, their form. So it's, it's offset by that. Uh, Josh Jacoby's Minutes are going up every every game so far in the series. He's getting a little more comfortable in that role. Uh, seven points, six points, six points. Again, not not great. I think Bismack Biombo's been impactful, if not having the gaudy numbers. But I think he's making a difference. And if Campaign can go tonight and go the rest of the series, maybe that at least can keep Chris Paul's minutes a little bit lower. And maybe Campaign is a guy that can get you twelve or fourteen points on any given night in a playoff game. Results, Sarah. Yes, forty-five percent of our voters went with option B, which is I'm a little bit concerned about the lack of scoring from the Suns bench, but I think the Suns will still beat the Clippers. 35% say very concerned. 
11% say not at all concerned. 9% say, hey, with campaign presumably back, we are fine. There you go. There's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers. Now. Early in my career, I was just thrown into the fire. Um, the ball was put into my hands and I, you know, I had the opportunity to play through mistakes. You know, Earl was here and Jay was here and Igor was here. You know, those guys just believed in me, you know, through turnovers, through just being a young kid trying to learn the game. And, you know, with the ability to score, I was throwing a lot of defenses at me. And, you know, like I said, ability to learn through those mistakes. It's Devin Booker talking about uh, his early career, where he is now in year eight, third trip to the playoffs, and arguably, as uh, Brian Windhorst said with us earlier in the show, Bick, uh, arguably the best player league-wide in the playoffs to this point. He's doing it on both ends. He's scoring at a, a very high clip, and the defense has been increased. And uh, Tim Rings in studio with us for another segment. Uh, as yeah, uh, but yeah. I think as Brian Windhorst said after Jimmy Butler last night, you got to rank him two. I, I I don't think you can rank him one, but he's close. Yeah, I mean Butler was just yeah. otherworldly. Well, last after night. that, right? But you throw that performance into the aggregate, and I think he ranks above Devin Booker. I'm the best player in the Western Conference so far. Okay, yeah. there you go. And I'm not fully <laughs> surprised by this, but I think going into the playoffs, the tendency for a lot of people was. All right, we're going to see vintage Kevin Durant in the playoffs. And hey, it's nice to have Devin Booker as that secondary guy. Those roles have been flipped, and it looks very comfortable right now for the Suns. With Kevin Durant, get it, 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 again, the, you, you look at him play, you, the eyeball test tells you, wow, he's, he's having an off game, and then he finishes with 31 points or whatever it is. This dynamic has worked very well so far in this series. Sure, he's, he's, he's the Robin to Booker's Batman so far mm-hmm. through, through four games. Uh, you know, Durant's minutes have been high. Guys, 45, 44, 42, 45. But the production, yeah, 27, 25, 28, and 31. It was his first 30-point game as a member of the Suns. The Suns are now 11-1 and one with Durant. And there were a few times uh, in Game 4, guys, where I, I turned to the crew here. I was in the uh, the studio watching the game, getting ready for the postgame show, and I just looked at them and I said, man, it's nice to have Kevin Durant. Because every time, you know, not every time, but there are certain times where you just needed a bucket, and Durant would just get you one. Because he's Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. You know, just uh, the the ability to create a shot individually and drain it uh, is vintage Kevin Durant, and he's one of the best in the history of the game to, to be able to do that, and he's doing it again here in this playoff series. And while Booker's been phenomenal, uh, Durant has been in lockstep with him, and it's been a fantastic one-two punch. I mean, we all see this. You know, I think the question we all have is going forward now is not are the Suns going to advance to the Western Conference semifinals? Is can this team beat the Nuggets? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's almost where my focus is. Now, the Suns, they shouldn't be focusing on the Nuggets. My focus right now, I'm, I'm watching the Denver Nuggets and I'm, I'm looking at their personnel and the way they play. And I'm saying to myself, do the Suns have enough to win a series against the number one seed, the two time MVP, mm-hmm. who now has reinforcements against a team that plays at altitude? and has home court advantage. Mm-hmm. They're all very, very, very um, 
Apropos questions, I think they do. Um, I, I'm also, you and I talked in the break, I, I'm still, because Clipper fans are losing their minds, whatever Clippers fans are left at this point, they're losing their minds that neither of their superstar can can summon the wherewithal to try to save their team from elimination. And, and I, with all due respect to Kawhi Leonard, we watched him play in game two. We watched him walk off the court. Under his own power. I understand you might have swelling after that, but what damage could you have done to yourself that would keep you from trying to play? And I'm just, I'm not accusing, I'm just talking. I'm just it's talking crazy to you, to me. And, I, and I'm here. I'm hearing everything you say, and I think we, we we always we want to throw out the disclaimers that if if he's hurt, he's hurt. You don't want to question somebody's manhood and toughness. But it's remark. If you're a Clipper fan, or you're a Clipper front office guy, or you're Steve Ballmer, you know you've paid. You paid, and now Paul George knee that that bent the wrong way. I I, I get right. I yeah. get why he's out, but you you're paying these guys from for the last five years and going forward, it's like a half a billion it's dollars. Five hundred million dollars. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and, and Kawhi Leonard plays thirty nine minutes and goes for thirty one points in game two. Saunters off the court, knocks into Chris Paul. Okay, I get it. Maybe something happened, but. And you can't find a way to play. I, I'm just in the playoffs I'm astounded by the, it. I mean, astounded. Again, it's, it's it, it, it would be extremely frustrating to be a member of. Clipper that's the way Nation. to put it. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to put because it. Because so, this, this is a guy. I, so I, take I, your gift and move on. If you're the Phoenix Suns, exactly. End this thing. End it. It's time for, like I said, it's time right. for them to go home. Yeah, it is time for the I Clippers like the way to go put home. That. Time for them to go home. Then, real quick, I got a, you know a story just in terms of like these game five situations where a team that's up may just kind of take it for granted or just think all we got to do is roll the ball out there and they're going to die and you end up getting burned. I remember about 20 years ago, guys, I was in a former life, I was a Colorado Avalanche broadcaster and they were in the same situation. They were favorites to win the Stanley Cup. They were up 3-1 in the Western Conference quarterfinals. They were playing the San Jose Sharks. They had a 3-1 series lead at home in Game 5 and they lost. And they ended up losing Game 6 and Game 7, both in overtime, and they went home. And I'll never forget, the general manager's name was Pierre Lacroix. was so Freaking pissed after Game Seven, and I remember him saying to me, "You know, when we bleeping lost this bleeping series, we didn't lose this bleeping series in Game Seven tonight. We lost this bleeping series in Game bleeping five <laughs> when we had a chance to put this team away mm-hmm. up three one at home, and we let them back into the series. That's when we bleeping lost, and I'll never forget that. And I always, I always recall that conversation when a team uh, is up three one in a series like the Suns are tonight. Put the game away, put the series to bed yeah. tonight when you have the opportunity. There's no." reason to go back to LA for game six. And the last time reason. The last time they faced the Clippers in the postseason in 2021, similar situation. Up 3-1, game five at home. They didn't get it done. They had to go on the road and we saw what happened, the you know magical performance in LA, but it was avoidable. And I think that's something that this batch of sons, especially the guys that are left over from that team two years ago, Aiton, Booker, uh, Payne, uh, and, and Chris Paul, they're going to want to correct that. They're, they don't want to go back to L.A. in this series. Right. You know what's interesting about that? I'm sure prior to that Game 5, they were saying all the exact same things. Oh, yeah. Of course. Now. But sometimes it's between the years. Oh, yeah. Right. You just you, you talk about it, you know it, but you still go out there and you just don't do it. You can't manufacture real desperation. Thank you. You just can't. And and if the Clippers have a ton of it, the, the Suns better be locked in yeah. to combat it. 
to right. counter it. It starts between the years it with does. the Suns. They've got to go out there with that mentality that no, you know, this is our game tonight. We're not screwing around. And we're not going to. Also, there's, a, there's an old saying in sports don't wait for it to happen. Go out there and make it happen. Because mm-hmm. if you wait for it to happen, that's how you end up in a 50 50 game with five minutes to go. And a guy like Russell Westbrook can beat you. Yeah. Or a guy like Norm Powell or Eric Gordon. It would be right. nice to see uh, the Suns decisively win a first quarter. Uh, it's it for the first yet. time in this series. It has not happened. Minus 24. Uh, Tim Ring will take the airwaves tonight following the Burns Ringer. and Gambo <laughs> for the extended Arizona sports playoff pregame show. It just flows right off the tongue. It's such a mouthful. You know what's funny? I actually have to write it down so I can freaking remember it. Yeah, the, cor- right. the Arizona sports playoffs pregame show. Yeah. <laughs> I I write stuff down still. Just write down the word "shut up, Jared." It yeah. always works for me. If you I if you need that in, there you go. <laughs> it's only a half hour tonight, guys. But I will be opening up the phone lines. All I right. Really, I really like doing that, letting the Suns fans on the way to the game in the car uh, have their say, get their thoughts on the game on the game coming up. So that's right. going to happen again tonight. Tim, thanks for coming in. You Good bet. to talk to you, man. Okay. Thank you, Tim Ring. Again, uh, six o'clock extended pregame coverage tonight here on the Arizona Sports app and ninety-eight-seven. Some uh, final thoughts on this Tuesday as we head into game night next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. with music this morning. We did. We're like, no. Never would guess this was Queen. Found out it was Queen. There's no mistaking on Queen. No. Yeah, this is uh, this is Eddie Van Halen and his otherworldly guitar playing. Top Jimmy. One of the worst songs off 1984. Not it, was al- a- it was always the song that I skipped over yeah, when I always. listened to 1984. Same. Same. <laughs> we're just we're just doing this in deference to Jimmy Butler. That's all. Jimmy Butler. Love that guy. Uh, Jimmy Butler in the playoffs so far. Uh, we had the kind of not a debate, but certainly Butler in the East, Booker in the West. Who's been the best? Uh, Jimmy Butler on the Heat up three one. He's averaging 36.5 points per game. 62.8% shooting, 53% from three-point range. Goodness wow. gracious. Wow. And that's for a team that lost Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. Yeah. And really doesn't have any business being in this he series. Had, he had 22 in the first quarter and 21 in the fourth quarter. Talk about bringing that's it. A, that's a good way to bookend things. Oh. Huh? Yeah. So, and, and you wonder if a game like that kind of gets book a little bit revved up. You know what I mean? Hope. There you go. Twenty-five in the first quarter tonight. There you Devin go. Booker, which I'll would be sign me up. More than they've scored as a team in three of the four games in the first quarter. Top Jimmy. Tip of the cap to you, Jimmy Butler. Today's song of the day from Van Halen. Bickley and Morata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. We touched on this yesterday on the show, and I just want to get this out of the way because it's been bugging me. Um, Colorado is uh, now coached. Colorado football team is now coached by Coach Prime. That Mm. bugs me. It's Deion Sanders. Uh, They had their spring game. 47,000 people showed up. So they've got the excitement level to a point where they haven't had it in a really long time in Boulder, and that's a good thing. I wonder what Kenny Dillingham thinks about that. Oh. 
Yeah, do you want to win in the spring or do you want to win in the fall? Oh, no. I, I'm just talking about asking I, I know. for and receiving I know. excitement at a spring game. That's fair, all. Fair question. Yeah. But after the spring game, and Deion Sanders made headlines immediately when he showed up in Boulder and basically told everybody to enter the transfer portal because he was bringing some players with him. Since the spring game ended on Saturday, 20 players have left the program. And if this happened in any other program, in any other state, in any other conference, everybody would be saying, what's going on with that program? Nobody wants to play for this coach? This is being spun as a... I read an article yesterday, and the lead said, uh, as uh, 20 players left the uh, Colorado program since the spring game as Deion Sanders continues rebuilding his roster. It's a rebuild? You really want 20 players to leave at this point? I think what he's doing is is he's trying to usher some guys out and replace them with others. I don't know. Listen, this is quite quite a scene. There's a report this morning that Colorado might jump to the Big 12. Using all this Dion excitement and it's hey, it's just, remember us? Yeah, right. <laughs> Forget the last twelve years. Hey, hey remember? Hey, boo. That's funny. Yeah, you're right. That's Head exactly west, right. young man. Except uh, hey. to, uh, twelve years later, just go back. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just it bothered me. Yeah, yeah. A okay. Lot, a lot of what Dion Sanders does bothers me, and that goes back to his days as a player. It's only going to bother you more and more as the season actually starts. You're a real class act, Dion. (laughs) If he's any good, he'll leave Colorado in two years anyway, so don't worry. I would agree. Uh, Tonight, Game 5, obviously, uh, closeout. We've spent most of the show talking about the closeout possibilities. Uh, what do you expect to see tonight, Vic? Um, I want to share a, a funny thing that happened on the, on the plane ride back from L.A., first of all. So I was seat, seated next to uh, an A1-P1 Suns fan, right? Okay. Lives and dies for the Phoenix Suns. And so we got into a conversation, and, and there were a lot of Suns fans on the plane. You know, Devin Booker's family was on the plane. It was a Suns-centric plane, which was kind of a cool vibe. So this guy was talking to me, and he had three things that he wanted to see from the Suns next year regardless of what happens. And I'm not going to reveal what those three things were, but it involved three different players, well, two players and a coach on the Suns, and what he would like to see going forward. And he was getting more and more passionate and passionate and passionate, and he finally dropped an F-bomb, and the flight attendant looked over and went, hey, will you keep it down over there? <laughs> it was just funny. Because the, the that voice, was not the, the F word he used. Yeah, right, no, yeah, that, no. It, the level just kept going up and up and up and up, and then suddenly it was like, "Do we have a problem on this plane? We gonna have to divert this because there's some crazy Suns fan." Sir, is this man bugging you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so to me, um, I think I think this is gonna be uh, the promise fulfilled evening. I think. I think Russell Westbrook is going to try to bring it tonight, and I don't think he's going to have it. I think that he's had a remarkable stretch of play here. I'm not sure he's capable of continuing it. Uh, and I think after that, after that big reveal, and I think I think the Suns are going to jump on him, and I think we're finally going to get the party, clinching party we want. Now, this might be unfair, but this is something that's rattling through my brain now. 
We went from Russ and Kevin Durant even made the comment. It's real easy to poke fun at Russ, what, Russell Westbrook these days because of his career trajectory. A lot of people thought, you know, after the Lakers traded him to Utah on the buyout, that he was headed to, to Shanghai to play for the Shanghai Sharks. Who got busted for fixing games, by the way? Did you see that? I did see Eric that. Eric Bledsoe and Michael Beasley on that team, and they got they busted. They claimed they had for, nothing to do yeah, with it. Huh? How did Eric Bledsoe end up in Shanghai, by the way? He didn't want to be here. Well, it's actually kind of a nasty story, but... But, um, Russell Westbrook has not only been functional with the Clippers, he's been formidable. He's been their engine in this series. It's been eye-opening. Is it fair of me to ask the question how miserable it must be to be a teammate of, of LeBron James? If he can look that bad... In one uniform in that arena, and this good in another. Listen, I, I, they all write it off to just it, the the system and the style and the usage. It just it, it wasn't a fit. The the thing about Russell Westbrook here, and Luke Lipinski made this point yesterday. You ever listen to Luke Lipinski, Jared? I tried to one time, and it had to be revived after about a minute and a half. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> Luke made the point that it's real easy for Russell Westbrook to be playing this style of basketball because no one's complaining that he's shooting too much because there's no one else to shoot. He's exactly right. If you remember that first game, he really struggled when Kawhi Leonard was there and healthy. Yes. He really struggled with the Lakers when there was two other stars there. When he is the man and they just say, go do whatever you want to do. Oh, he loves this. He's very effective to a point. So he can be a a 25-point-a-game score on a bad basketball team next year is what you're saying? 26 shot, 25 point game, you know. Uh, I like the Suns to close it out tonight. Nothing crazy. I'm going to say Suns by 12. That's exactly the line. Is it? Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. You degenerate. <laughs> Not for the reasons you think. Well, as, as close as this series has felt, they've won one game by 14 and one game by 12. True. And one game but by they've five. they've never had a lead of over 16 points in the series. Did you see Rick Pitino's tweet, by the way? I wanted to get this in, too. This Speaking is really funny. degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, Rick Pitino tweeted uh, yesterday. So yesterday I was enjoying the Knicks game and someone read my lips on TV giving out my phone number. Over 300 plus messages came in. Here's the bizarre news. 95% were nice and positive. I got a lead on seven new recruits. Oh, that's funny. Brilliant. Wow. Wow. I I mean, he's watching. Bobby Hurley's trying to be courtside tonight. He's watching a Knicks game. Yeah. In New York at Madison Square Garden where St. John's plays a lot of its games. He's the new coach there. Uh, that's the reason why it was 95% positive. Give it out his phone number. Well, who's, what waitress was he talking to? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Jared, pat yourself on the back today. Uh, uh, you were funny today. This is a good Jared day. Uh. I'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow's the Dragon. It's an uh, ass Dragon yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Especially with a Suns game tonight. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Tim Ring for hanging out with us. Brian Windhorst for joining us as well. And you, as always. It doesn't Me? work without you. Uh, yeah, it doesn't oh, work without you, Vinny. Vinny. <laughs> it's just the end Marotta show. All hail right? Dan Bickley. <laughs> uh, full recap of Game 5 tomorrow. The guy that uh, Jared tried to listen to, Luke Lipinski. Ron Wolfley up next here on Arizona Sports.